What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In the Trenches here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now Podcast Network and YouTube channel. I'm Noah Hiles. As always, joining me on the show are your two co-hosts, Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew, two key members of the Pit Football Offense. Fellas, bye week came and went this past week. Normally, things are all quiet during the bye week. It's 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 relaxing. And while you guys got a little bit of downtime, I myself, uh, I was pretty busy. Some some notable news uh, came out of the bye week. Obviously, the most important position in the sport. There was a change made there. Uh, two-year offense, Phil Dracovic, no longer the starter. Christian Veyer uh, has taken over in those starting duties. We didn't get to react to it last week. We, we recorded after I reported it. Um, but we, you know, it just didn't feel right for you guys to talk about it until your head coach announced it. And and that's fair. Uh, but it was kind of awkward last week when, when we were going to record, we were like, eh, we should probably hang on here. So now you do have a chance to talk about it. You know, your teammates have talked about it. Your coach talked about it. Just want to get your reaction to you know, how things unfolded and, and what that has been like for you guys, because it's, it hadn't happened recently. You know, Kenny never got benched. He didn't get, didn't get benched last year. So this is something relatively new that neither of you guys have really experienced. What was that like for both of you? You know, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. It's not, like you said, we uh, were kind of new to it. So we didn't really know what to expect. I mean, we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. And, you know, it just, it happened where, you know, Phil kind of took a, took a mature approach to it and, you know, let us know and let us know where he was. And, you know, he's a guy that he's, he's bought all the way into this program. He's, you know, he's just not here to be a quarterback. He's here to be a great teammate to help, help serve the team in any way he can. If it's, you know, special teams or going back to quarterback, you know, wherever he may land up. So, I mean, he's, he's a, I can't say enough about him, you know, being a great teammate and, you know, what he's, you know, done for us, I guess, you know, but I think it was one of those times where, you know, we're, we're in a rocky start, you know, we're one and four. And I think um, the coaches, you know, thought we might need a spark and, you know, they went with a, a different hand and with Christian, I think, you know, Christian, Christian has been ready. He's been a, he's been a guy behind the scenes that just, just staying ready. You know, he's always trying to learn. I mean, I remember uh, in the summer, he was a guy that he would come to me like, Hey, let's, let's meet for like an hour. We'd end up meeting for two and a half hours, just talking protections and stuff like if he, if I see this, like you came with me overriding this, he would say, and I'm like, yeah, like he, that's a smart guy. It's a guy that's, you know, wise beyond his age. And I'm extremely excited to see, you know, if he can make some plays for us and, you know, see the success he brings for the next, uh, you know, seven weeks, seven, eight weeks, however long. You know, I thought the, uh, they did a good job handling it, uh, especially Phil, you know, like Jake said, he did it in a real mature way. Um, I feel like he definitely could have went another route that, you know, could have, you know, kind of sunk the team a little bit, but, you know, he did it in a good way and, you know, kind of bought the guys in and, uh, you know, he welcomed Christian um, and so did everyone else. You know, it's nothing new for us, right? I mean, we've been working with him since, uh, what was it, spring, fall, um, fall camp. So, you know, all the guys are used to him. Um, no matter who our quarterback is, nothing changes, um, you know, whether it's Christian, uh, Nate, Phil, whoever it is, uh, it's going to be the same. So, yeah, we're getting ready and uh, it'll be a fun week. So guys, just, I mean, just looking like Pat said it on Monday, you know, this move was made in hopes to give your offense a spark. What, what would allow Christian to give that spark? What, tell us a little, cause we've only seen him play one final quarter against Wofford and in the second half against North Carolina, 
And I think it'd be fair to assume that he's capable of more than what he showed in the second half against the Tar Heels. So what what is it about his game that makes him a dynamic quarterback that you know had him in the Elite 11 passing camp when he was in high school, that had him as a four-star recruit, that had him do well at Penn State in his limited time there, and that had him in a spot where Pitt wanted to go get him in the portal last year? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I truly like I haven't, you know, actually watched him play a lot, you know, in terms of like in-game action. So I can't really speak on that. But I can just tell you from from practice the way he commands a huddle, the, the respect he demands and, you know, just his urgency to to want to, you know, get the play in and, you know, execute it and stuff like that. His uh, his film study. I mean, he's he's a guy that loves football. So that's exciting. And, you know, I think that can help us, you know, create be more explosive on offense. I mean, I don't think we've been nearly as explosive in, you know, past years like we were. So I think, you know, hopefully that term of a spark, I think I, you know, get more first downs, get yards, you know, get, get big plays. I mean, big plays is something I think we're, we're missing this year. I think we only, we've had a couple big play touchdowns, maybe just one in the last game that's Regina Tech. So I think that's the big thing. I just think, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch because I think, I think he's a great athlete and I think, uh, if you watch him throw a ball, I mean, I don't know much about quarterback play, but that thing just flies off his hands. So I'm, I'm sure Gavin can speak more on that, but um, I'm just excited to see him go out there and play and see what he can bring to our offense. Yeah, no, I mean, like Jake said, he's a heck of an athlete. Um, he's shown all of us, you know, we just got to show everyone else. And, uh, you know, I think he will this Saturday. Um, you know, he's the type of guy that likes to throw the ball. Um, you know, he can run the ball if need be, but you know, he likes to sit in the pocket and air it out. And uh, he's accurate with his throws. And uh, like Jake said, he could definitely spin it. All right. So aside from the quarterback change, I mean, there looked to be some other stuff that went down in the bye week. I noticed a couple of other changes on the depth chart. Uh, looks like Kenny Johnson has an or listed next to his name uh, with, with Dejon Reynolds. So he's going to probably get a little bit more playing time. I saw some changes on the defensive end. Um, you guys don't have to speak on those specific topics, but I mean, what were your big takeaways from the bye week? Like was the focus on Louisville was the focus on yourselves. And do you guys feel like you got better or was it more just kind of like a, a rest up, get healthy and, and get ready to have a great week of practice this current week? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think a, a bye week is a, it's very, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you can use it for many things. And I think we use it for everything in terms of getting healthy in terms of um, looking at Louisville, in terms of just looking at ourselves in the mirror. And that's that's the, the last one is the biggest one is like seeing where we went, not necessarily wrong, but seeing where we didn't execute well. Like like I think we talked about last podcast, like what schemes, concepts, and stuff that we not execute the previous five games and where can we improve? What can we add? What can we, you know, make our bread and butter, you know, per se? So I think, I think that's kind of like where we like took this is just like, and then, Honestly, other than that, I think it was just the fundamentals and techniques, just drilling those down. A lot of individual time. We didn't have – I mean, we had team periods, but not as many as we would in a, in a normal uh, work week. So it was just good to get out there and, you know, kind of work on the, the everyday things that are, you know, going to help us succeed on Saturday. And then to your, you know, point about the death chart, I think, you know, I think it's great to see, you know, guys guys competing. That's the biggest thing is, like, when you have guys competing in a program, that, that, makes, it, that makes it better, you know. Everyone's, you know – kind of like not satisfied where they're at you know everyone wants to move up and like up you know no one wants to move down but I mean that just shows the talent we have in this team I mean like I said we're we're one in four but that's not a reflection of the talent we have you know we have we have extreme extremely you know talented guys and we just as players have to execute and then that'll show come on that day. 
Yeah, no, the bye week is definitely, I feel like, uh, a reality check. Um, you know, looking at ourselves where we are, uh, we're one and four. Obviously not where we want to be. So going into this week, I feel like it was definitely like a get your body ready for, you know, the stretch we have coming up to go on a, a, a nice run we're going to have. But um, also attack for Louisville. Uh, you know, we were game planning. Um, so that way this week's a lot smoother and uh, everyone knows what they're doing. But as far as like the depth charts, I honestly didn't even know about it. But I mean, it's good to see everyone competing. Uh, it makes the team better and it makes everyone better. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, I want to say that this uh, video and every other video on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel is brought to you by the Great Yinzer Tailgate, which is bringing the best of the Berg to South Point on November 4th, showcasing Pittsburgh's rich culture, iconic sports history, and vibrant community spirit. The Great Yinzer Tailgate will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make Pittsburgh legendary. Visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com for details. We'll see you in there. You guys won't be there because you have a game against Florida State that day. But maybe some other people will watch the game at the Great Yenzer Tailgate. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will be joined by pit captain Matt Gonzalez, uh, who we haven't heard from in a while because of his injury. We're going to get a little bit more information on that when we return here on In the Trin- Trenches with Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. here on In the Trenches with Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. Joining the show here is Matt Gonsalves. Uh, not a, not a first-time guest. Uh, is a first-time guest to the public. He was in the beta episode, which didn't reach the airwaves for one reason or another, but we got that all cleared up, so it's good to have him back on, and I'll let uh, Jake and Gavin take over the interview here soon, but before we do, Jake, who's this interview brought to us by? In the Huddle is brought to you by the one place in Pittsburgh where you can caffeinate and create. Brushes and Beans Cafe, Murraysville. At Brushes and Beans Cafe, you can enjoy a delicious latte, cappuccino, cold brew, and much more while relaxing, creating your very own masterpiece. For more information, visit our website at www.brushesandbeanscafe.com or give them a call at 724-610-3782. All right, guys. I'll let you take it away. Matt, great to have you back, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on? Of course, man. What's up, brother? So let me, let me ask you how I mean because I've been seeing you in the training room. How's how's the um, recovery coming? And you know what's like what's your mindset on it? And like how like how you attacking this uh, this injury to come back stronger, faster, bigger than you are were this past season? I mean, I'm just taking it day by day right now. I mean, there's not much I can do. You know, I'm trying to support the team whatever way I can, whether that's in the locker room or you know, in the film room or anything like that. So, you know, I've been trying to just take it day by day, week by week, and eventually, uh, you know, I'll be able to work out. And, you know, I'm just doing uh, physical therapy right now, getting my legs strong. So, you know, it's been a it's been a big process for me, not something I'm used to. But, you know, eventually uh, things will clear up and, you know, I want to be there for the team as much as I can. 100%. 100%, man. Um, 
rewind it back to camp when uh, you got named captain for the team. What was that like uh, for your senior year? What was that like? I mean, it was unbelievable, unbelievable experience. I mean, still now, it, you know, it, it shocks me. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, I've had this injury and I can't lead the way I want to do it. But uh, to have my name etched in pit football history forever, I mean, it, it means the world to me. And, you know, I'm not from Pittsburgh, you know, I'm from Long Island. But, you know, to be able to, to uh, adapt to, a, you know, a Yinzer, as you guys say, and, you know, become a Pittsburgh man and, uh, you know, lead this team and, you know, just – the pride and the passion and the care that I had for this university means the world to me. So, That's yeah, man, you earned it for sure. Yes, sir. Now, uh, how like tell tell the listeners like what like what is your injury and like what's like usually the timeline, the time frame of getting back and like in fully healthy running and stuff like that. Well, what I did was uh, I tore my plantar plate in my toe, and uh, it happened on uh, the West Virginia turf, and you know all that turf all around. Uh, you know, the NFL and college, you know, it, uh, it's been um, injuring people. So, you know, it's a um, it's a big issue. It's a really, I think, bad, you know, grade of turf toe. And, um, you know, I tore a couple ligaments in my toe, which uh, eventually the doctor said around like uh, three to four months, maybe four to five months, uh, you know, as a recovery time. You know, right now I'm feeling good. I'm trying to, you know, uh, speed it up and make it quicker than that. But, um, yeah, that's the extent of the injury. I know uh, I haven't been public about it. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, the, the worst thing in the world, but unfortunately it's just enough to knock me out for the year. And, uh, you know, it's sad, but, you know, I'll bounce back and I'll be back and, uh, before you know it. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so what are you doing with all your time off? I mean, you're in a hotel right now. Like, what, what's that like? I mean, you know, it's um, – it, it it's it's difficult i mean you know I mean, having time off is nice and stuff but not being able yeah. to walk and using a scooter that's obviously you know the, the biggest deal but yeah i guess you know coming home and you know uh, playing some video games and relaxing because there's not much i can do at this point yeah. you know, I, I guess that's what i've been doing but besides that i've been uh you know in, in the facility as much as i can and um you know uh, that's really it so yeah, so there's, I mean, there's the biggest question here. I feel like that everyone wants to know is, what what are you gonna do next year? Like, do you have that made up yet? Are you like deciding to come back for your sixth year, or you know, pursue the NFL? Where, you know, coming into the season, you're you're a high draft pick, you know. So like, I I think you still are because I know you're gonna come bounce back from this injury and you know, come test day this year. If you were to leave, you would you know test great. But what, where's your head in that and? When do you think everyone will know what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough decision for me as of right now. I, I really don't know because I, I don't know what I want to do. Um, you know, uh, I was so focused on playing on football. I didn't really even think about, you know, the next level. And now it's, you know, becoming a, a reality. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I haven't played, you know, 12 games this year. I've only played three. Um, you know, it just, um, it's going to be a decision I'm going to have to make down the road. You know, uh, either decision of whether coming back or leaving to go for the NFL is a great decision in my mind. But uh, I'm just taking it day by day. And right now I'm just trying to get fully healthy. Once I have, a, you know, a clear mindset of when I'm going to be back walking and running is probably when I'll have more of a decision. You know, it's something that I think about every day. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not a bad decision. You know, it's obviously stressful. Um, but either way, I think things will work out for me and I'll bounce back and, you know, uh, Things will be good. So, exactly. it's a great question. It'll all work out, man. Yeah, so, yeah. 
On that note, Matt, I will say uh, I do a PFF draft every now and then. I know I told you uh, the one I did when I saw you at the facility the other day. You went 91st overall to the Bucks. Your draft stock improved in the last one. You went 89th, and I believe you were taken by the 49ers. So not a bad landing spot. I, I, I would recommend, you know, if, if you knew you were going to the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> I would recommend going to the NFL. Take but, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously. It's, it's a tough decision, though, you know, and, uh, you know, as great as that sounds, I do love this university, and yeah. I feel like going out, uh, sometimes I feel like going out on a note where, you know, we're on a two-losing streak and playing only two games kind of, you know, it hurts me inside. But at the same time, you know, if the, if the next level is there, then, you know, I, I could have the opportunity to take that as well. So it's Absolutely. two good decisions. Yeah. All yep. right. 100%. So, Matt, the last time you were on, we played a game called All-American or HBO Character. So what we're going to do it a little different this time. Do you have something to write with? I don't. If you don't, it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Jake and Gavin reveal their paper, and you can announce it verbally. All right? Because, <laughs> you know, you, we'll, you never know who's right and who's wrong in these things. What I'm going to yeah. do is each time I am going to announce two names. One of these people is an HBO character. From an HBO TV series. The other is an all Amer a former pit football all-American football player. Okay? In order to get points, you need to get both answers correctly. There's five rounds, final jeopardy, the same way it always goes. Let me make the scoreboard here on my notepad. One, two, three, four. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, nonetheless. All right. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Round one. The two names are Ari Gold and Herb Stein. One of these people is an HBO character. The other is a former Pit Football All-American. Again, the Which names are... Right? You, write, you need to write, like, who... So just write, like, option... Guy number one is this. Guy number two is this. So you write... But, mm. So, like, just put, like, a number one bullet point like HBO or Pitt and then vice versa. So, or actually we'll just do this to keep it more simple. You just tell me which one of these guys played for Pitt. Is uh, that easier? Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Ari Gold or Herb Stein, which one of these two is a former Pitt All-American? <laughs> you want me right. to go? I mean, uh, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'd say Herb Stein is a uh, former All-American. I don't know, though. All right, Gavin? Yeah, right. That's who I had. That's who I had, too. That's correct. Herb Stein is a former Let's All-American. Go. 1920 go. is the answer there. All right. Number two, we have Warren Heller or Omar Little. <laughs> Which one of those two is a former Pitt All-American. Warren Heller or Omar Little? All right. All right. Three, two, one, reveal your answer. Oh, Matt, go ahead. You can answer first. Warren Heller. Pitt football Warren Heller, Pitt football American. Guys? I'm going Omar. Omar. You're going Omar, Jake? Yeah. Matt? 
or, or uh, excuse me, Gavin. I was the one Matt said, same one. Gavin and Matt are collect correct. Omar Little is from the show The Wire. Uh, Warren Heller was an All American at Pitt in 1932. Okay, Warren. Dang. All right, <laughs> round three. We're going to go with which one of these guys was a former Pitt All-American? Izzy Weinstock or Fred Funkhauser? Jeez, I don't know. i do my research. Again, Fred Funkhauser or Izzy Weinstock? Which Izzy one? Izzy to the Izzy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> different. Izzy, different Izzy. All right, three, two, one. Matt, <clears throat> your answer. I got the first one. Izzy. Izzy Weinstock. Yeah. Oh, Fred. 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 Matt yeah. is correct. Yeah. It is Izzy, oh, okay. to the Izzy Weinstock was an All-American <laughs> in 1934. Fred. Oh, Freddie Funkhauser, I believe, was played by. Uh. I believe he was played by Vince Vaughn, yes, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, the, 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 the stepbrother of Marty Funkhauser, one of my favorite characters of all time. All right. Number four. We have Skip Guler or Chris Moltisanti. Skip Guler or Chris Moltisanti here. I saw Matt's eyes light up. I think he knows this one. You, you, Jake and Gavin, not so much, maybe. Uh, we'll go with Jake. You don't have to show the paper, Jake. Who do you think? All right, Chris. You think Chris Maltasanti? Yeah. All right. I got Chris, too. I got Chris. Matt, what show is Chris Maltasanti from? The Sopranos. It's Skip. Skip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect Matt. You're four for four, right? I know. Yeah. It's kids on the You better wager it all, Matt. Matt's got 40. Jake's got 20. You're banned from the show. Or Gavin's got 20. You guys are letting me win. Ain't no way you guys (laughs) (laughs) win. We've already had one cheating scandal on this show. I don't think we need another. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. All right. So, the final one. Guys, uh, Jake, how much are you gambling? All 10 of your points? Everything. Let's go. All right. Gavin? Yeah, all of it. Matt, how much are you betting? Um... I don't know. I guess like two or three. You're batting three <laughs> points of your 40? <laughs> okay. All right, Matt's betting three points, so he's guaranteed to win. Oh, there, oh no, wait. Of, unless unless Gavin uh, – you have 40 points to gamble with. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll do um, I'll <laughs> How much? 20. All right. He's gambling 20. All right. All right. Your options are Roman Roy – or Julius Dawkins, which one is a former Pitt All-American? Which one is an HBO character? Mm. Roman Roy or Julius Dawkins? Everyone have their answer? Yep. We'll start with Jake, who is in last place with 10 points. I'm going Roman. Roman Roy. Yeah. Okay. Gavin? I'm going uh, Dawkins. Okay. I'm going Dawkins. Matt is the winner with 60 Ooh. points. Gavin finishes with 40. Jake finishes with zero. Roman Roy is from Man. the hit show Succession. Uh, another great show. I highly recommend watching it. Julius Dawkins was an All-American for Pitt in 1981. 
I'm that all right with second. Yeah, not bad. Hey, you beat Jake for the first time legitimately <laughs> yeah. this week, Gavin. It's progress. We're, we're, it's progress. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt, anything final you want to say before we let you go here? I appreciate you guys having me, and I appreciate all the fans for having my back. And, um, you know, hell to pet as always. Awesome, awesome. Yes, all right, Matt. Well, thank appreciate you very you, much for your time. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will wrap things up with our final segment here on In the Trenches with Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. Back here on In the Trenches with Jake Cradle and Gavin Bartholomew. We have one final segment, uh, but before we get to it, Gavin, who's this segment brought to us by? This segment is sponsored by Rendine Consulting, helping company staff integrate and optimize their technology systems. Call 412-965-5933 for your technology needs. All right. So we typically start this segment uh, by reading headlines. However... I thought we would uh, use it for something a little better this time. Um, today, we're recording this Wednesday evening. Uh, the talk of Pitt Twitter involves a blue vase. For context, um, when you walk into the Pitt building right now, the Pitt's football facility, right in front of the staircase, which is right next to the, the, op- the front doors, sits a podium with this little blue vase. And I feel like I've seen blue vases around the building before, but I've never seen it in this specific case. And I was walking out. I saw someone. I couldn't even tell you who it was. I'll own it. I just saw someone in the building. I was like, what's the significance of this? And they told me. Um, And I just took a picture of it. I thought it was just a typical football guy thing. You hear about the Raiders burying the film back in the day or teams that have blown up a football or whatever the case is. I just thought this was another simple motivational tactic that was thought up in a week. And that was the end of it. And I was wrong. I wasn't the only one to say, you know, point this out, but I put it on social media. I was wrong with what I said and it it, it blew up and be kind of, kind of became like a national story today. And it, it felt bad as someone who who's paid to report accurate information. I think, and you guys would both agree, I typically get things right when I report them. Um, but I wasn't right here. I messed up and I'm owning that. And I figure there are no better people to explain what this blue vase actually means than the men to my left and right on the screen here. So I'll let Jake start because he's been around longer than you, Gavin. But what does yeah. this blue vase actually mean? What's its, what's its significance? You know, it's a, it's something that we've been kind of throughout the, my past six years and the years, be, you know, before me that Coach Energy's been here. It's like it's based off like a video, which is like, I think it's called the Go Getter, and um, it's just pretty much a story about a guy trying to pass the blue vase test, which is you know, hey, he has to go get this blue vase, return it to his boss or the guy that needs it, and he's gonna do whatever it takes to to get it done. And um, that's kind of like our our message, you know, this week. I mean, every day is just go get it done, go do what you have to do to get a win. And that's where, you know, it's mentality. It's one and no mentality. And, you know, that blue vase just reminds you, Hey, like whatever you need to do, you know, forget about everything else, go get it done and come back with a win, you know, Saturday night. So, I mean, 
it's a it's a great uh great story i think there might be a video on it if you if you want to look it up or if the listeners or fans want to look it up it's it's something i think it's a just a good like little bit to kind of just you know kind of just whatever you do in life you know do the best of your ability find a damn way and get it done yeah no we put it in a yeah yeah, no we put it in the lobby for uh we talked about it and uh we did it previously the one year and then we brought it back and it's just really you know you come in the building each day and like you you literally throw like you go like this and you throw your thoughts in the vase and you go upstairs and eat breakfast and get ready for practice and it's just something to help us get mentally locked in and prepared for practice and also the week and uh leading up to the game now and coach narduzzi spoke about this on his radio show wednesday night um he, he kind of talked about how, correct me if I'm wrong, the vase was with you guys in El Paso last year. Um, this mm-hmm. is something, you guys watch this video before every first game of the season, and there are multiple blue vases all over the facility. So that's where I kind of recognized it in a way. I was like, I feel like I've seen that before. Um, but this is a pretty significant thing to the program. It's not just some cheap thing that was thought up of, out of nowhere one day right it, it just it means much more it just it means you know coming together finding a way you know we're we're in a tough you know tough spot you know we got ourselves kind of in a hole and it's just you know how are we going to dig ourselves out of this hole and you know kind of just at the end of the day find a way you know what what's the guy like what are you going to do and what's the guy you're left or right you're going to do to to come out with a win. And that's kind of the day. It's just, Hey, when we walk in the facility, it's all football. It's, you know, Hey, whatever you have going on outside this facility, leave it, leave it outside. Don't bring it inside. Just, you know, come in with a mentality that, Hey, we're going to, it's football. And that's all we care about right now. And for the, you know, four or five hours, six hours, we get there, however long you decide to stay at the facility. That's what your focus is. You're focused on Louisville and what you individually are going to do to help us win. All right. Well, again, so to everyone who made a big thing out of it, I own it. I was misinformed. I should have take, you know, I take serious reports on, uh, or I take reports serious on, you know, quarterback changes or position changes or anything else. Didn't know I needed to take the vase as seriously. And, but I messed up and I'm glad that Jake and Gavin could come here and, set the record straight and that won't happen again. So I tell all the people that were upset with me or other people who said what was said on Twitter, my bad. All right, we'll move forward now. No more vase. I hope I never have to talk about a vase again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll move on now to uh, say something nice. Guys, say something nice about Louisville. Man, I'll tell you, uh, Louisville's, uh, they, they flash on tape. You know, their defense is, uh, I mean, you, I'm sure everyone watched the Notre Dame game last week and, you know, their, their defensive tackles to their defensive ends really, you know, are explosive, uh, make splash plays for their defense. I mean, the linebackers just fly around. You know, there's they, they see a, the gap or a hole, they're, they're taking it, you know. So it's uh, it's going to be a great challenge. You know, they're, they're 6-0 and for a reason. They're, they're very talented, well-coached. I mean, it's a, it's a great test for us. And I think, uh, I think, you know, we have the squad, we have the talent in the facility to really go out there and, and make a statement on Saturday. You know, we got, I think they're number 14 in the country. So it's a, it's a perfect opportunity for, for us to show who we truly are, you know, and uh, get this, get this ship, you know, on the right track again. Yeah. Like Jake said, I mean, they're nationally ranked. Um, You know, this is a big game. Um, 
obviously they're a good team. Like you said, they're well coached. Um, you know, up front, they got a lot of guys that uh, make plays. They got some big dudes. They're strong. Um, they move quick. They get off blocks. Um, in the backfield, they're linebackers. You know, like you said, they're good tacklers. They fly around. They fill holes. And uh, their DBs, I feel like they make, like, fairly well open field tackles. Uh, they don't miss much, um, you know, and they pursue to the ball. So it'll be a fun, uh, fun game Saturday. All right, guys, uh, third down, we always go with Jake and Gavin podcast, practice player of the week. Who is your practice player of the week uh, for each of you? You know, I'm going to go with uh, Christian. You know, this is uh, his first start. I mean, I guess it's the obvious one. I mean, like I said, he's been he's been kind of in the background, just, you know, really staying ready. You know, he's been studying each week, you know, taking it as, a, as if he was a starter. So I think uh, this week with him, you know, being the name starter, as we all know, um, I think, you know, he's had a great week of practice. I think he's he's prepared. I think he's going to really, you know, come out and hopefully, you know, be explosive and get us in the end zone, you know, four or five times and, you know, have a, have a great victory on Saturday. Yeah, no, I mean, Jake stole mine. I was going to say Christian. But, um, yeah, no, he's had a great week of practice um, stepping in. Basically, like, he was already the starter. I mean, he knew everything, um, just like any other quarterback should. But, um, I mean, he's doing a great job. Uh, with all the receivers, getting the timings down with the running backs, the linemen. Um, you know, he knows what everyone uh, wants and needs. He gets the team, and uh, he's going to lead us to victory on Saturday. So let's do it. All right. And to wrap up the show, we have our keys to victory in five words or less. Guys, how will your Pitt Panthers upset Louisville? New turnovers and be explosive. Uh, protect the quarterback. All right. Guys, any final thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, I'm all good. I don't know. Just excited. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for us, uh, Pitt Panthers, you know, come Saturday. And I'm um, excited to get this, uh, this season back on track. Absolutely. All right. all right. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in. As always, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And keep tuning in to the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage here by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.